2: It's the second time it's gone on They never go home, they
1: never go home, they never go home those, those boys The second captain's world service It is not war and death and famine It's not that at all It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade there's a world outside of that
2: That's why sport's important
0: Hello you guys, welcome to your weekly snippet of what's been going on on the world service Hey Murph How are you on? how's it going boss? Why did you? well I just like went that? for it.
2: No,
1: I
0: just went for it. Come on, let's let's let's, let's roll with right. like it. Yeah. I should admit, Murph, that it took me <laughs> it took me 3 goes to nail that opening line. Hello, welcome <laughs> to your weekly w- your weekly snippet was really tripping me up yeah, there. But well, listen, you know, I I just to know decided to speak in my
1: in my native lingo and you think that's a that's a big
0: problem. The reaction to last Sunday's All Ireland football final rumbled on through the week. We had a chat yesterday which started with an email Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
1: Modern day coaching. What is it all about? Paralysis by analysis. Infiltrated by a load of spoofers and bluffers. Fellas with earpieces stuck in their ear. Psychologists, Clive Woodward, statisticians, dietitians. And as Mick O'Connell alluded to, God save us.
0: Mark Staines has emailed in. David Clifford is the footballer of the year. Let's start by outlining what the Player of the Year award is for. It's for the player who continuously performs throughout the entire intercounty year. I know year after year the waiting towards the final has increased. We're almost at a point where the player of the match is automatically the player of the year. Worse than that though, we're now at a point where nostalgia and reverence are dictating conversation around this. James McCarthy is someone I have huge respect for as a player, what he's done. But the discussion around him being Player of the Year is just not for me. He's had a few big games, of course, but I think if you were to look back on years gone by, he's had far more impressive seasons without being in the discussion. Cluxon is a great servant. I've heard him being mentioned as a potential. His kickout numbers were great for the final. There is no doubting his greatness, but he should not be in the discussion for this season. Big Michael Murphy, <laughs> big Michael Murphy, talked about his composure while catching a ball on his chest against Kerry. There was no pressure on him at all in caps lock here. There simply is no player who's made people feel more. David Clifford this year across the nation his skill set and ability the magic he showcases every time he gets the ball we watch an expectation the touch against Tyrone on the sideline the endless scores in situations where other players simply would not even get a shot away even looking at the first score he got against Dublin but Simons is on his toe and he still gets that point there's no one else in the game who's consistently exhibited the skills he has throughout this year but most importantly there's no one else who brings a viewer to life the way he does. I haven't even covered the tip of the iceberg of moments and there are a hundred more reference points people can point to. But the outcome is this. David Clifford has to be our Player of the Year 2023. Regards from Mark. Well, I'm afraid he can't be, first of all, because the Sunday game have designated James McCarthy as our Player of the Year and their word is law on no, these matters. No, they often, they <laughs>
1: often differ Uh, because the players will have the final say of course uh, on All Star Night they get a vote on uh,
0: Player of the Year so it will be their peers who decide my favourite thing about this email is that it arrived at 11.01 on Wednesday morning so what I love about this is he singles out one of our two esteemed Gaelic football pundits for criticism on this matter. Big Michael Murphy, as he calls him. Mm-hmm. And completely ignores our other esteemed football pundit, Paul Flynn, who broke the internet the day before the email arrived <laughs> with his tweet about the subject. Maybe Mark Sainz is just not on Twitter. Yep. Uh, the Paul um, Flynn thing just didn't happen. God We've bless you for more, it. Brad. More power to him. Yeah. Murphy, who is your player of the year? Who is my player of the year? I still haven't completely made my mind up
1: because you I can would make a compelling argument about. Don't make compelling arguments to tell me you're player of the years, Brian Fenton.
0: I think I was going to say I thought I was going to shock you there with Brian Fenton as opposed to the aforementioned players, Cluxton, McCarthy, or David Clifford. Why Fenton?
1: Why Fenton?
0: Because when the thing boiled down to it, he
1: was the best player Dublin had in the semi-final and in the final. Uh, he was consistent throughout the year. He didn't throw in a stinker like. Cormac Costello did or Colin ba- like Colin Baskell probably deserves to be in the conversation to be honest because uh, he's had a brilliant year he had one like like bad game against Monaghan in the, in the semifinal um, but his best games were better than James McCarthy's best games uh, I I kind of feel like if there's going to be a nostalgia of vote here it's More likely to go to Cluxton than it is. I mean, I think you can make a better argument for Cluxton than you can for McCarthy because Cluxton has has been as good this year as he has been plenty of other years. Like James McCarthy has not been that great this year. You know, like you're talking about a genuine
0: great, like the the best of the best. Didn't have a great final as well. Didn't get on. As much ball as he would have liked, and spilled a lot of the ball that he was on. Yeah, he had a few five, thirteen possessions. Uh,
1: Mars Brosnan had it in the Irish Examiner on Monday. Thirteen possessions, five fouls, three turnovers, uh, one one kick-out caught, I think, uh, one secondary assist. So a pass before the assist for a point by Brian Fenton. So he like he just didn't have a a, a very good day at the office. Uh, obviously, neither did Clifford. Um, but I think if you're giving it to a dub. I think Fenton or Cluxton. Uh, I do, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I do kind of think it could easily be David Clifford. If for no other reason, then uh, the Dublin vote will inevitably be split. Uh, Anti-Dublin bias
0: is the biggest load of bollocks. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, O'Sheen has his opinion on this matter. So the the split vote may well uh, work out to David Clifford's advantage. And if David Clifford is announced as the player of the year,
0: I would have no complaints. Very, very magnanimous, Murph. You've covered absolutely every base there. In might I say, thrilling the thrilling fashion of a, poli- a politician trying really not to alienate any of your really listeners. Uh, well, uh, I mean, uh, uh, what, any do you,
1: what do you want? Do you want me to just say
0: Brian Fenton? And if if you don't agree, then the rest of you is, are all
1: fucking idiots.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I would go for Fenton. I think his semi-final performance was incredible. The point, basically, off his knees when he slid, the the final performance was brilliant as well. When the game is in the fire. You know, Mark makes this point that it's it's all about the final and that it shouldn't be that way. It should be the entire year. It depends on the team, I think. you, you know People are talking about one or two of the dairy players. Should they be in the conversation? Maybe so. And they obviously can't be judged on the final and given where they're coming from, big performances and quarterfinals and so on are, are vital. But I think when you're expected to get to a semi-final final, the likes of Dublin and Kerry are... You how you perform particularly in those last two games mm. has to weigh more heavily than anything you've done during the year and I thought Fenton over those two games was Dublin's most impactful player Paul Flynn had an opinion on this on Monday night this was the tweet ticking over into Tuesday morning when he tweeted this Clifford was smoked against Dublin and poor against Tyrone yet still people think he's footballer of the year not for me James Mack led Dublin to glory without having his best day yesterday he's a born winner and leader as I look at this now, 560 replies, 239 quote tweets, 1,663 likes, 3 point more, 3.4 million views. Whew, that's a lot of views. I think a lot of the quote tweets went near enough viral themselves, mm. which uh, accounts for so many people seeing this thing. Why do you think people are so outraged by this uh, A
2: few different reasons. Um, one of them being that... Uh, Paul Flynn made himself immediately the lightning rod for all the people who were bitter about Dublin winning again. So that was, you know, it, it was the opportunity for people who'd been simmering for a long time to blow to blow up. And, uh, yeah, he attracted a lot of that. But also, I think, because it was kind of, it was massively overstated. Like, Clifford wasn't smoked. Like, he just missed a lot of chances. Like, if, if he'd been smoked in the game, then you wouldn't have seen him. But actually, you did see him, and mainly you were thinking, "I can't believe he's missed that again." Well,
0: he was poor by the standards that he ha- has set for himself and that we all expect from him at this
2: point. If he had scored every time I expected him to score watching the game, then Kerry would have won the game easily. So he just had a bad game, but that didn't mean that it that, did. It have that much to do with what was what Dublin were doing because it suggests Dublin have, have smoked him. You know, you, you don't just, just spontaneously auto smoke. So, it seemed like, it seems, I think, probably people felt it was a bit like, oh, here they are. They, not only, have they, here they are, bad winners again. And I, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. You're a bad we winner. We are bad I don't winners.
1: Say, no, I don't, say, I don't think that the Dubs are necessarily bad winners. We're bad winners.
0: You're a bad winner, though. Like, you're the worst winner. I will,
2: I will admit it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so maybe... The, so, if he said the, Clifford was,
0: was poor against Dublin, for example. If he said Clifford was smoked against Ulden, poor against Dublin. If we just use the word poor twice... Think it would have been any difference?
2: Yeah, completely. Really? Yeah, totally. Uh, because he was. So I, I think that would, have, that would have changed. Like words, which, you know, there's, a, there's a mm. words you can use and suddenly w- will set off a spark that another word will not. So, yeah, no, no one would have said anything about it. I feel. Then it's just a that- guy saying, yeah, you know, I actually think James McCarthy was the best player this year. And that's fine. Well, just one thing the, the Dublin pressure that they exerted on him was. Pretty significant,
0: you know. I don't know if they unlocked some secret to stopping David Clifford. They just put maximum pressure on him as often. Hope as they he could. misses.
2: Hope he misses. Loads it's, not of hope, chances. it's
0: not hope he misses those chances. It's put as much pressure on him as possible. And yeah, uh, but he wasn't they, under pressure. They, they, they for only those they misses. only let him have one touch in the first twenty minutes. You know what I mean? That's pretty good going. Obviously, yeah, they I couldn't would, keep that up for the entire game. But they they did they did all right, whether they smoked him or not. Yeah. Oh well, no, he kicked two he kicked two wides under ma- under big pressure from Fitzsimons.
1: Absolutely, but there was. The goal, uh, the goal chance in the 70s minute that was subsequently blown back for a free kick, he was free and clear. The right-footed shot on the 58th minute when, Went he, across. Just, when he cut through, uh, uh, cut past three players, he was absolutely in the clear. The last kick, the the last chance he had, absolutely in the clear. Now, not By no means a gimme angle, but he was completely in the clear and absolutely correct to take on the shot. The time in the first half as well when he ran Fitzsimons, Fitzsimons ended up on his arse. All he did was fist the ball, fist the ball over the bar, like he carried that into traffic. Dublin did really well to get back, but he should have just kicked it over the. Back. I mean, he should have. I mean, who the hell am I to say to say anything, David Clifford? But I mean, that was a chance that he should have just popped over. That's one three. If he gets that one three, and I'm not counting the two wides he kicked and the one he dropped uh, into the keeper's hands because he was under pressure for those. If he kicks that, he scores one six, and as as I said in the times today, uh, he wins uh, player of the year. He wins man of the match. He, uh, wins he wins the All Ireland. The, All-Ireland All-Ireland the Ortiz, football championship. He wins the All Ireland. He wins the Orty Sports Personality of the Year, and he probably has a run at the Oris. At <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like you can, like that's you can, like I. But I mean, I just disagree with Paul on it. You know, but I like I don't, I don't, I, I, fail to see just what happened like on the internet on Monday and Tuesday. I suppose it is just this thing that you know we are so used to stars being built up to the extent that you know this the messy Ronaldo. The kind of vibe, there's like, I, this is a million miles from that, but it's it's still there somewhere in the the idea that
2: you're saying Clifford bots.
1: yeah, Clifford bots. <laughs> mm. You know, the 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 people just people see criticism of someone they really uh, admire as a sports person as like a criticism of that person as a human being. And a direct it's poor, form. Them, yeah, yeah. poor form, you know, to say that David Clifford doesn't win Player of the Year. Like, get like
2: get over yourself.
1: Like, poor form. I saw that. And like that from, like, you know, Twitter weirdos, like from actual people who said that.
2: He should win player of the year, though. He is obviously the best player. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's seldom been a case where one player is so obviously the best.
0: He did have... Not great in the quarterfinal or final. Yeah.
1: Like, otherworldly in in the semifinal, yes. And, you know, like, brilliant at various stages throughout the year. I mean, I think he, he probably has the strongest case over the course of the entire year. But, I mean, even the
0: Tron game, you know, one point from nine shots. Also, possibly the greatest assist for a goal we've ever seen. Well, this is what people are saying about the final as well, uh, that he still, in this horror show that he had, he yeah. still had the pass of the season for a goal yeah. and scored a couple of amazing Sorry, points. Sorry, the second best pass of the season.
1: The, the best pass of the season was, was against, the
0: overhead against Throne. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. But I think, just in your point, the Messier and I think you can look closer to home. Brian O'Driscoll always strikes me as the best example of this. I think Clifford is probably already at that exalted status at quite a young age that yeah. O'Driscoll got to where you just can't criticise him anymore. Yeah. That it's people. Do you remember the Lion's Door when he gets dropped by Warren Gatland? Yeah. And there's outrage. And when I say outrage, there was a lot of it in the studio because we came in and did a emergency podcast on it, talked about how disgraceful it was yeah. that he was dropped for a much younger... F- probably then fitter and faster player with a much better kicking game who yeah. was better suited to beating Australia in their test <laughs> it's just like you can't do this and he'd gotten to that stage where even though by his own admission he'd lost a yard was struggling in ways that he hadn't y- earlier on in his career and yet there was a reluctance to criticise yeah. in those last couple of seasons obviously Clifford's nowhere near the end of his career he's right in the prime but I kind of get the feeling he's already at that point where any criticism of him is seen as just not on and it's going to is going to create these kind of emotional responses. Yeah, and that's just something we're probably going yeah, to yeah, see yeah. more and more of over the last few years. Anything to that theory? Now? No, I absolutely. Ken agree. looks looks look at me a bit like I'm reading out a list of mm-hmm. FIFA world rankings. And no, no, cards. I no, I do, I do agree with you,
1: and it's not, it's not good for him either. You know what I mean? Like the it's he like the the idea is that you you you're able to. Be looked on as a member of a team as a Gaelic footballer and not tearing down the colours from behind the king's throne. You know what I mean? Like it's you know you're not you're not uh, it gravely insulting him by criticising him in the way that you would um, a mere mortal Gaelic footballer.
0: There is also just lastly, there's a view I've seen expressed this week that it, it's basically out of order to have any sort of a go at Clifford because of the year that he's had, which has been horrendous with his mum dying. It's just, it's awful. They lost their mum back in May, the day before the Munster final, wasn't it against Clare? Yeah. I I don't think it's fair to just have a blanket ban on criticising a sports person's performances as long as that's all it is. You're talking about what's going on on the pitch at the level he's at. He, he is the greatest of all time. It's a huge sport in Ireland. Uh, he underperforms in whatever way you dice it up. He did underperform. Mm. Maybe, maybe he wasn't smoked. Maybe it was more of his own mistakes, but he didn't have the performance everyone was expecting and that he was hyped up to have. So when that happens, there is going to be a lot of analysis and there's going to be a certain amount of... Of criticism, mm. which I think is well. Listen, I'm prepared to
1: reiterate what I boldly stated on Monday on on Monday's show. Yeah, that David Clifford is very, very good at Gaelic football. Last,
0: last thing. This is probably will fire carry up. I mean, Paul Flynn is not a current Dublin footballer, but I think there still might be enough in this for next year. Could be a little bit of you know. What I mean uh, I they'll have forgotten
2: about it, by then will they? Listen, no. <laughs> no, absolutely not.
0: Ram it down
1: his fucking
2: throat. Hey, it's got uh, a- having had success after 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 success, a, success after success after that's success a, That's after a, success a nine in a row. Success. That's the Leicester chapter. Success. Okay, yeah. Okay. What's that?
1: That's just Ken talking about the Dublin footballers. People resenting. Being a bad winner.
2: People resent excellence. It's got to be. see a- it all the time.
0: The last time Ken Early reviewed a movie on the World Service, he gave a big thumbs down to air the oh, origin story. He of really the, did. <laughs> like air sneaker. He went to the movie the cinema last night to see one half of Barbenheimer. But which half? Warning, this movie review contains basically no movie reviewing. You are the
2: man who gave them the power to destroy themselves, and the world is not prepared. Truman needs to know what's next. Two. What's next? One. That was Barbie, wasn't it? He likes a, a ticking clock, doesn't he? Ooh. Chris from He loves yeah. a ticking clock. Who doesn't have a ticking clock? I'm not, not many of us have a ticking clock as much as he does. I wonder if he sleeps with one under his pillow, <laughs> like a puppy. <laughs> you know?
1: Famously, he doesn't have a mobile phone, of course.
2: So he would ha- need
1: an alarm clock. Of some kind uh, to wake himself up in the morning.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean that's that's probably the real reason.
0: Merv just gave you the eyebrow raise there. Like you weren't expecting that, that. Chris Ryan, put you? that in your pipe and smoke. Oh, that's good knowledge. How many can how many marks out of ten? How many cans out of ten? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say eight and a half. That's Ooh. that's that's solid. Wow. Yeah. It's even more than you gave for that Flaming Cheetos movie. Well, this
2: movie I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean a bit, I, bit I, long. A little bit I, mean, I
1: haven't seen it. All I've seen is The Running Time.
2: You haven't seen it? No. Why have you not seen it? Is it because you couldn't get a ticket? The cinema was absolutely packed. Was it, yeah? Yeah, it's no, really no, been I haven't, out I, like nearly two weeks.
1: I feel like I am I may do both legs of the Barbenheimer this weekend. Oh, there's yeah? every chance. Oh, there's every On chance. On the same day? No. I I feel like the Barbenheimer, uh, that whole uh, phenomenon, are you going to one and then immediately going to the other? i oh. I don't, don't think that's for me now. I don't think I could give over like six hours me day.
2: No, mm. I mean, why would you? Why would you do that? Like, it's, no. a, it's, a, it's just a concocted link. It's not, yeah. there's nothing really. There's no I, reason I, to do it. Like, I got to let nonsense. things.
1: I got to let things percolate. You know, at least for twenty four hours.
2: Yeah. Um, no, I really enjoy. It. I mean, I'm I'm deducting points because there was a lot of committee ram stuff. said a bit. It was a bit of Roxas TV at times. I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard Kermit,
0: Kermit Mayo's take again. Which was a, was a a very good movie, but a lot of people talking in rooms.
2: There was a bit of, there was a lot of that, yeah. uh, you know, because God, you know,
1: there's, there's been some good movies with men talking in rooms, though.
2: When you think about it, what are the best men talking? Twelve, in angry, rooms, men? 12 angry Men. Twelve Angry
1: Men. one that immediately <laughs> comes to mind, I have to say.
2: Yeah. Oh. that was that was the fifties, right?
1: Yeah, fifty-seven. I'd say, yeah, 56.
0: Man. Go on, anyway. We're sorry, we're not
2: giving you a chance to breathe here. Um... But mainly it was, you know, just about this guy who's actually, when, he, when you get down to it, he's kind of a, just a bit of a dick, really. Mm. Oppenheimer, he's a bit of a shaper, you know. American Prometheus, like, happy enough with that, I'd say, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, I guess that makes me pretty important. Mor- morally <laughs> conflicted, no? Not at all. No. Not until it's too late. Mm. I mean the whole point is that he's trying to he, he whatever moral qualms he has about it uh, only uh, arise after he's already done the thing that's going to make that's going to make sure his name is remembered you mm. know what I mean until then it's just a singular focus we have to get this done you know I mean there are mild, mild spoilers i mean it's not exa- it's not as though this is a secret story mm. right but you know uh uh uh, the the Nazis have been defeated. I mean, our whole thing was, we've got to stop them getting the bomb. Uh, but luckily now uh, they're gone. They're, you know, it's, uh, it's over. And now we don't need to use it. And he's like, shut up, shut up. We, need, we absolutely need to use this thing. <laughs> we, yeah, we absolutely, this thing absolutely has to, you know, it's very important yeah. that we drop this bomb. Uh, and then afterwards he's like, oh, we shouldn't have dropped the bomb. Oh no, you know. But of course the only thing that he cared about was... Uh, you know, getting it done. I read an well, interesting... It, it, mm, sorry?
1: It's, it's like, you know, Jeff Goldblum had called it like even before the dinosaurs went mental in Jurassic Park, you know? we You you were uh, trying so hard to see if you could, you never even asked to see if you should. Yeah, Jeff
2: Goldblum, <laughs> he, was, he was talking about, I mean, I saw a thing uh, the other day, someone tweeted it, it was, it was really interesting. It was like, a, it was a transcript of a conversation between a bunch of German nuclear scientists who had been captured by the Allies at the end of the uh, war in Germany and had been interned uh, somewhere in England, you know, in a, in some house somewhere, and they they sort of put all these guys together, like Werner Heisenberg and um, Professor Hahn, who's mentioned in the movie, who who um, was the first to split the atom. Uh, and and so basically, and obviously the whole house is wired, bugged, you know, they're listening to everything they're saying. <clears throat> and so they just let them know, oh, by the way, the Americans have dropped an atomic weapon on Hiroshima. Mm. And then sort of withdraw to hear what, well, actually, no, first of all, there's a, shortly before dinner on the 6th of August, I informed Professor Han, an announcement had been made that an atomic bomb had been dropped. Han was completely shattered by the news and said that he felt personally responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people, as it was his original discovery which had made the bomb possible. He told me he had originally contemplated suicide when he realised the terrible potentialities of his discovery. Didn't commit suicide, though. Um, He felt that now these had been realised, and he was to blame. With the help of considerable alcoholic stimulant, he was calmed down, and we went to dinner, where he announced the news to the assembled guests. As was to be expected, the announcement was greeted with incredulity. The following is a transcript of the conversation during dinner. So... They sort of just withdraw and let, the, let them at it. What do they talk about first? Immediately, it's just, how do they do this? What was it? What was their technique? Mm. You know, there's just this, this excited discussion among the scientists. What was, you know, what, what do they do? You know, we were trying this. We were, we went down the heavy water route. It was kind of a, you know, it was a bit of a blind alley. They must, have, my, my God, like imagine the organization that must have gone into this. Imagine the budget. We would never have been able to convince them, you know, in Germany to do this. I don't think we could have done it. Even if we, you know, even if this is, so that's the, the first level of their conversation is immediately just technical. Like, how have they, like, whoa, this is pretty impressive. And then it sort of goes on to, oh, but we didn't really want to succeed, though, did we? We didn't really want Mm. to succeed. We all kind of felt like, nah, if our guy gets it, hmm.
1: Yeah, we'd have pulled back you know yeah. we we'd have we'd have we were dragging our right heels yeah, yeah.
2: we were dragging our heels and that's why you know we we obviously came up with all this but we were kind of dragging our heels and you know we wouldn't have been able to you know who, who which one of us could have stood up and said you've got to spend you know uh, 5% of gdp on this project which may or may not work out for yeah. the next few years they would have cut our heads off you know if it hadn't worked which is literally someone someone says um and then you know they're kind of uh, they're saying basically it couldn't it couldn't have happened in germany because Everyone was just too concerned with sort of backbiting each other and scrambling for position, and that's. And at least the Americans were able to organize something. And then there's one of the one of the scientists is kind of still, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not a obviously I'm not really a committed Nazi, but I am at the end of the day German, and I kind of wish we'd won. <laughs> and how dare you say you can't talk that way about Germany? We would have, you know, we could have worked together. You know, we could have did, we could mm-hmm. do great things as well. And he ends up sort of crying and going up to his room. Um, but, like, it's just, it's kind of, uh, you know, just to, to see this, I found it so interesting, like, these people here were kind of working on the other side. Um, to
1: be clear now, this is all stuff that's not in this movie, and it's three hours long.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, this, <laughs> I mean do you want me to just talk about what's no,
1: in No, 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 I'm very, uh, this is all very, very interesting. I you
2: want to know what's <laughs> Kelly and Murphy on is. <laughs> ah, I in mean, very Was he accredited
1: to the country, was he? He, he, he? Were you proud to be an Irishman now watching it,
2: were you? He absolutely did. It sw- was. Did, you,
1: did it swell you with pride to see the the young man from Cork up there in the big screen?
2: It did. Oh. Uh, it did. I was uh, I was very um, very impressed. It's another one of these great mo- moments in corporate history movies that we've mm. been enjoying. Well, so speaking much. of
0: which, I mean, there was uh, another Irishman in the movie Murph. Darkie's Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, star <of> the wonderful. <laughs> you air. left it just long enough yeah. for it to be funny again, rather than just really
1: cringy people are going to build you up god are they going to because
0: when you're great and new we love you now, is this matt damon in air or build you into <laughs> it could doesn't be either exist. You're change does he you have to sound
1: like he's just climbed a flight of stairs but you know what
2: once he's they've that? built you as high as they he's possibly, a bit out of
1: breath
0: can, they're going to tear you back You could down. easily be talking. It's the most. Well, it's like power. Albert Einstein delivers a, a very similar speech to Oppenheimer <laughs> <open> in <laughs> the <laughs> movie.
2: You know, he basically tells Oppenheimer all this stuff that my is telling. That's how it works. Yeah. Michael Jordan. And we do it again. Uh, he's again.
0: talking to...
2: Is he talking to Jordan here? Oh, God. Or is he talking who, to who Phil the, Knight?
0: Who the hell else could he be talking to? No, he is talking to Jordan. It must be Jordan. I think we've had enough of that. Honestly,
1: I don't know if I ever won. was it three seconds of it this morning and the buzz didn't work and I was like, oh, Christ, this is annoying. So Oppenheimer, better than Air.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a proper movie. Like, well, he you know.
1: finished Oppenheimer. He w- he walked out of Air after <laughs> 25 I minutes. Couldn't so had, I couldn't, couldn't have Air. It was yeah, nonsense.
2: Yeah. But, uh, but the, yeah, w- I mean, it's proper. And, uh, you know, it was great to see it in the cinema just because I was being battered by the sound the whole time. Like, you know, it was yeah. one of those where you can, you can <laughs> well, physically feel the sound Well, Dunkirk was one of again. the
1: most visceral uh, yeah. cinematic experiences I've ever had. I mean, the noise of the thing is just That's ridiculous. Rose, of the, yeah, the sorry
2: Rolls Royce Merlin engines that's the line <laughs> from your man uh, what's his name the uh, the guy he won an Oscar the sc- Scottish guy Scottish guy that won an Bridge Oscar spies, was he, did he win it for that oh um, oh um, Christ I can't
1: remember uh, Rylance uh, Mark Rylance Mark yeah. Rylance yeah
2: Yeah, he's, the, he's, he's got the little boat oh yeah he's the guy steering the boat yeah yeah sorry, Murphy just, Murphy's there as well of
0: course yeah well he's a Christopher Nolan favourite
2: Cillian Murphy was in a scene with someone in the movie last night and I was thinking oh hang on did they've worked together before were they in the movie H-H-H-H together uh, was Cillian Murphy in that movie wow I've, I've
0: read the book but I've never seen the movie hang on there's been a movie about the famous WWE wrestler Triple H that's just that's why we have him around,
1: Ken. You,
0: we, we've I'm, I'm trying to kill week. time because Ken's googling he's just checking things here. It's like got to fail about 20 seconds here.
2: No, it wasn't. It wasn't the same one. So Jason Clark. Do you know Jason Clark? He's a. He's a. I don't uh, know the head of him. Is it insulting to call someone a character actor? He's. he's Absolutely got a, not. He's got a big head. Uh, he's a little bit Tucker Carlson. Um... <laughs> But they in this movie he plays Reinhard Heydrich. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's actually not the one Killian, uh, Killian Murphy's in. Uh, it's the one that Jack Rainer's in. Obviously, we know the names of the two Czech. Uh, oh
0: Christ! Not a- These Czech lads again. No, we know the names of the two
2: of the two agents. Who, no,
0: no, we don't. We've forgotten it again.
2: Jan Kubis and Josef Stur- Gabcik. Kap- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Not> a chance, <laughs> and I thought wow if you asked me in half a minute, I'd have forgotten
2: I thought wow is uh are they because because uh, this guy Jason Clark is playing a guy who's interrogating or kind of uh legally eroctus uh, t. ving oppenheimer uh in a kind of a sneaky way um and and I thought, wow, is this, have Heydrich and Josef Gabjik or Jan Kubis, or I can't remember which one Killian Murphy played, have they come face to face here again with again? But no. Uh, <laughs> Killian Murphy was in the other HHHH movie. They made two of them within like a few months of each other. I don't know what happened there. It looks like espionage let's face it you know it's like that um, it's like when two uh, two two countries build atomic bombs within a really short space of time two yeah. studios produce movies about the same Justin thing
1: Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis Ashton Kutcher mm. and someone else oh, I've forgotten it they're basically friends with benefits there's like two movies the exact same plot line the exact four extremely hot people yeah Anyway, I think they're right they all espionage. released simultaneously. Must be.
2: Yeah. The guy actually who's, who's more, you know, the American Prometheus is the name of the book that Oppenheimer is based on. Like, it's a, you know, it's a book about Oppenheimer. Um, but the guy who seems more fitting of that, although he's not American, is um, Klaus Fuchs, who's the guy who actually gave the American nuclear secrets to the Russians. You know, he, I mean, he, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's I'm actually laughing at the name. Cause, well, we, we, well, why? Fuchs? I, I, I was it, try, I so trying not to say I was just sitting I, there. You're you like in school. So you like shouldn't it's laugh.
1: me for you. This I,
0: should, week, I, should, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this. But why? <laughs> I mean, I know the lad gives zero. That's all I know.
2: But why? Why is yeah, that? I mean, we've work, already had. Record. Thanks, Brano. We've already had Christian. Bruno's laughing off, Mike. We've had Christian Fuchs. Yeah, he was funny too. Christian Fuchs Stefan Kuntz of
1: course (laughs) he was the funniest
2: no that's not (laughs) but
1: Fuchs sorry I've missed you
2: Fuchs is simply the German word for Fox Uh, Christian not Christian Klaus was a (laughs) nuclear scientist who went to uh, well he was a communist so they called him Red Fuchs because foxes are red, yeah. So it was kind of a oh, you're gotcha, red, yeah. but you're also a fox. Yeah. Uh, then he 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 had to leave Germany because he was. I communist. think this
1: is some more background that isn't in this three-hour movie.
2: He ended up going to. Uh, I don't think even mentioned it. No, I- <laughs> going to America and getting involved in the Manhattan Project, and well, yeah. wouldn't you know it? He ended up blabbing it all <laughs> to the Russians because he was like, well, you know, I just felt it was kind of dangerous for one country to have such power, and there should be balance. You know, bouncing the force. and People were like, "No, you did it because you're a communist. Admit it." And he was like, "Well, you know, sometimes hoping history right yeah, so yep. went to jail and uh, was released. And I died. <laughs> I was. I was actually looking up a few of these guys. It's amazing how long many of them lived, apart mm. from Oppenheimer himself. Of course, he was always on the. <laughs>
1: Eight point five Kens out of ten, that's and then just a world of information that isn't involved in the movie. So, thank you for that, Ken.
0: We appreciate the the background. Hey, no problem. I'm starting to wonder: Did Ken actually go to see Oppenheimer? I think he may have just Googled because the Robert stuff he's talking about there was stuff that you can probably just have found out through, yeah, osmosis. Yeah, I mean, if if I'd sat for
1: three hours through a movie, I would definitely have had m- my thoughts the following day would have been dominated by what I'd seen in the movie rather than stuff that I'd googled on the bus home.
0: This but is how his brain works so he does, I mean, he's never off he just starts thinking he, Oh and honestly so he, he just wants to mention those Czech lads that's all it is. Yeah this we've stuff. we've so tried so. to walk a mile in Kennedy's shoes many times over the years to no avail on. True enough Murph. Five a month plus VAT to join the second captain's World Service. All episodes will be yours without any ads if you become a member. Oh and sorry are there any ads when you join the World Service? No ads. No ads. World okay Service great. Yeah. No minimum contract beyond the first month Murph? Any minute. No, no. no minute, <laughs> to keep beyond doing the that. first one. Thanks, Garon.
1: <laughs> we. I've listened to a lot of radio ads. They've just they've sunk in there. Uh, on. Have a great weekend. Thanks the best for listening. You. Have a great weekend,
0: everybody. What is that?
2: That's the second time it's gone on.
1: Never go home. They never go home. They never go home. Those 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 boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade that there's a world outside of that. That's why sport's important. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts.
2: Here's a show that we recommend.
0: Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin and many others, were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles, from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.